0: Rio Hondo Prep Football is one of the best kept secrets in all of Southern California. As one of the smallest enrollments year in and year out, the CARES have won 14 CIF championships and have been one of the most successful programs throughout their history. Welcome to A Charge to Keep, the official podcast of Rio Hondo Prep Football. And now, bringing you the latest news and content from his alma mater, a CIF champion in 2001, from the class of 2003, here's your host,
1: Matt Ursima. What is up, Rio Hondo Prep football fans? A huge thank you to RHP alum Ken Lee on the awesome new intro song that we will be using going forward. We tested out a few different ones there. But uh, I think we have ourselves a winner, something that really fits, uh, fits the show, fits the program. So can't thank Ken Lee enough. Uh, he's so good in, in the stuff he does with his uh, his shows and YouTube and his uh, audio audio assistance. We'll say him and Bill Ritter are uh, big contributors to this show on that end of things because I need all the help I can get, guys. team effort, right? RHP alums stick together, and that's a big reason we continue to do the Charge to Keep podcast. Welcome, guys, to another episode of the Charge to Keep podcast. We're coming off of a big win this last Thursday night over the Linfield Christian Lions. Uh, Kind of a sluggish performance early. I don't know if it was the heat or the Thursday night start or whatever it was, but uh, Rio kind of played a little sloppy early on. Linfield did as well, but but they had some good moments too. Low scoring first half, 7-0. Uh, the Cares took a halftime lead and uh, came out in the second half and really turned things around. Had three scoring drives. Uh, really, everyone contributed. There was really no big standouts as far as yardage went. Uh, it was kind of an all-around uh, team a uh, team, team uh, contribution type of game. Uh, Nate Curtis, the sophomore, did have two touchdowns. Uh, Anthony Hernandez had himself a long uh, pass reception towards the end of the game where he was off and running for a big sprint. And, of course, Ryan McCullough uh, did uh, Ryan McCullough things. He was outstanding running the ball, punishing uh, Linfield Lion uh, tacklers there. And uh, another another great win, another takedown of a team called the Lions. And the Cares are now 2-0. and uh, I like to see the the adversity and, and just how they responded. I didn't like to see, you know, the penalties and the turnovers, uh, things that, that the cares could control. But, hey, uh, sometimes you need to make mistakes to show that, hey, you're not uh, – that you are human, you're not perfect, and, and there's work to be done. So I was very impressed with the response. Maybe not the start. That happens sometimes, though. Uh, you know, you're going to run into a team that is prepared and maybe throws you off of uh, off your mark and, and maybe, uh, you know, counter punches you pretty well. So it's, how do you respond? Go into that corner, get your water, get your instructions, try to figure out uh, how to, uh, how to, how to respond to, to your opponent. That's the beauty of sports. And I thought Real Hondo did a great job uh, of responding and, and it was really encouraging uh, to see Armando Carbajal really showed his legs off uh, on, on Thursday night, having to scramble quite a bit, uh, I said going into the game, I was hoping the cares would, you know, complete five, five plus passes or so, or at least go, you know, 70, 75% uh, pass completion. And I believe they went four or five. So right at that mark, uh, they threw it just enough to kind of keep Linfield honest. but it was the offensive line once again, that dominated the ball game. They, they just, they, they just dominated the trenches and, um, just successful running attack again from Noah Penanary. Uh, Nate Curtis got a ton of more carries this week than he did last week. We're going to hear from him later in the show today. Uh, I recorded with him uh, Friday after the game. So as fun sitting down with Nate Curtis, great dude guy that has played as a freshman is now starting as a sophomore. So uh, his future is bright and we'll talk to him about what it's like playing this season after last season, being a freshman and also all the freshman contributions and just Learn a little bit about Nate Curtis as well. So that's what this podcast is about on uh, Sundays here to recap the game, but also learn a bit, a little bit about uh, one of the players, and also bring on hopefully uh, a member of the alumni, like we did last week with Zach Stiver. This week, I recorded uh, a brief conversation with 2004, uh, you know, CIF runner-up, a defensive player of the year, Landon Goodwell, who played Division One football at UTEP uh, many years ago. And uh, he, he, uh, he tunes in and checks out the cares from time to time. So he's really happy that the cares beat his, his former college coach, uh, Deshaun Burns, who's just a class act. And we, we heard from him on, on the podcast on uh, the earlier this week. So if you had had a chance to go check that out, please do just a great guy and uh, a gracious opponent and, and somebody that I hope a uh, continues to uh, have on the schedule. Cause he he's so much fun to talk to and he does a great job with his team. So all the best to Linfield Christian lions moving forward, but for now let's, Go back and recap the game from Thursday night. We're going to be joined by head coach Mark Carson, as always, and uh, try to get his his take on uh, what happened, maybe some explanation. I know it's been a, a busy weekend for him as well. So, um, you know what, just get his uh, thoughts on the big game. And, and, and of course, maybe some brief thoughts on the upcoming game, the first road trip of the season. And it's a big one. It's a big one out there going all the way to uh, to Boron. Hopefully it'll cool down, but I don't know. This week's supposed to be another hot one. and Probably going to be uh, extra hot there in the high in the high desert. So uh, we want to bring on Coach Carson and and get his thoughts. Maybe look at some plays too from the big win over Linfield Christian as well. So uh, let's not burn any more time. Let's bring on the head coach of the Rio Hondo Prep Cares, Mark Carson. <music> All right, guys, that means it's time to talk to Coach Carson, the eye of the tiger, the head coach of the Rio Hondo Prep Care, who's joining us once again from the kitchen this morning. Mark, any, any coffee or special orders going on? Um, not yet.
2: Just just water. Me and my youngest, our youngest Elle, the only ones awake. She's back. Nice. There. Yeah.
1: Early bird rises. So does that mean she gets the first <laughs> crack at the donuts this morning when you when you bring them back? Yeah, yeah. Hey. Early bird catches the worm. I like it. I like it. Hey, Mark, what? Uh, how old are the girls now? Not to put you on the spot. Thirteen, eleven, nine, and seven. Wow, you got that is a that is efficient. That is two years, man. That that, yeah. what, that, that Talk about coach uh, game plan. Wow, that's yeah, impressive. Like coach. The, you like the game plan.
2: You like the game yeah. Plan. You map it out.
1: In so that's script. That's scripting the plays right there, man. Alive. Well done. <laughs> Uh, well, Hey, how's your, uh, now that the girls are getting older, how's your, how's your volleyball bumping going coach? I mean, you do a lot of football, but how's your, how's your bumping and uh, maybe not spiking the serving? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's fun getting out there
2: hitting with the girls and, uh, we got a, uh, um, volleyball around every corner of the house. It seems like inside outside. So it's that time of year for them too. So it's fun.
1: Absolutely. There's a big volleyball bash or something, or maybe it's an alumni game coming up for Rio. Isn't there?
2: Yeah, it's coming up in a few weeks. Yeah, it'll be fun.
1: Awesome. Three awesome. levels, well, we, yeah. Hey, well, we we are a, a proud uh, supporter of all RHP athletics here at the Charge to Keep podcast. And I know the girls are going to grow up to be great uh, Carson athletes. We
2: hope so. And, yeah, our, our varsity volleyball team um, beat Providence last week uh, on the same day we had our our football game. So, good league win for them. And uh, we think they can they can – Finish
1: high enough in league to get in the playoffs, which would be exciting. Oh man, that'd be awesome! Yeah, it's yeah. a great environment there in uh, the Stiver Center for those uh, vol- volleyball games. Uh, Mark, speaking of family, uh, I want to. Uh, I noticed you, you took kind of a good note on Thursday night. You had a few young men in, in uh, not just in the crowd, but on the sidelines there with you, your nephews who you don't get to see very often. They were in attendance, running around. Uh, you know the the, the Carson uh, the Carson boys, as well as uh, Melissa's son.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was in town do, uh, we're helping my parents out moving. And, uh, so Todd brought his two boys down from uh, Northern California and they were on the sideline. And then Melissa flew out with, uh, her two of her older, the two oldest kids, one of whom is a boy as well, Cade. And they had a great time, um, being our water boys for the day. And so they, they uh, their assignment was to take care of the officials during the water breaks. And so they ran out there and I think they had a good
1: time doing it. Yeah, they had a great, a great time. I was standing there. They, 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 you know, they got me some water, and they were just, they were. You, you interacted with them a few times. That had to be special seeing your nephews there on the sideline with you. Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. Special, special time moment. Uh well, Mark. uh the game uh, on Thursday night uh, kicked off, and you know you had a great plan going in. Unfortunately, things didn't go off so smoothly. I don't know if it was the heat if it was uh, the good opponent, which I'm sure had something to do with it, or the early start on a Thursday. But you guys came out kind of sluggish. Well, I won't say kind of, very sluggish and uh, very sloppy for real Hondo standards.
2: Yeah, did not, did not like that start. Our uh, number one thing on offense is to take care of the ball, and we turned it over uh, twice in that first half, I believe. Yeah, and uh, that's never a good sign. But cleaned it up in the second half, and and the guys did a great job, and, and we were able to get some momentum going in the second half. Really nice drives. Um, and they had a good game plan on how to stop us, and and Randy figuring out how to counter that, and our offensive staff uh, countering what they were doing. They did a great job uh, with that.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I mean, the sec-
2: yeah, I don't know what it was. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, the, all those reasons. I don't think it's, it was the same for both teams, so – no excuses, but um, it was good to see the guys responding and, and
1: clean it up in the second half. Oh, 100%. I mean, that it was worth the the, the rough start for that reason. And, you know, uh, you guys did a great job. And that's the beauty of football, Mark. You can be prepared, feel like you're prepared. Things happen in a game that you're just not ready for. You get punched mm-hmm. you, punched in the face. You punch back. You, you you drop a football. You guys get a turnover. I mean, that is the beauty of football. Momentum is a real thing in, in, uh, in football especially.
2: Yeah, it's the great part of our game. It's it's uh there's a lot of ebb and flow. There's there's always going to be um, turning points, and yeah, how you respond and just a great metaphor for life for our, for our kids. And so that's one of the reasons we like it because it's it's so much like life where it's good things happen, bad things happen, and it's not really how it happened. What what happens to you is how you respond to it is 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 the most important thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, with the first turnover of the year, the fumble, and then there was another ball on the ground, I think, uh, towards a game that you guys did not lose. Uh, you know, you're you coach the running backs on on offense. And so uh, as far as positions go and something you always shout out that I want to share with the audience, if, if you're willing to to do mm-hmm. so, I got a football I could I can uh, I could demonstrate <laughs> for the audience here. You always yell out five points, six points. And, yeah. um, I asked you about it a few weeks ago and you told it to me, I thought it was great. Cause it's a short little phrase. You can get to guys talk me through 5.6 points. Yes.
2: Yeah, so that's our ball security terminology. And, um, there's six points of it. And which also happens to be amount of points that leads to a touch or equals a touchdown. And so, um, it's a little play on words kind of, but it's, it's uh, six points. The first one is, uh, mentally that football is the most important thing on the field and it should be the most important thing to use. So you gotta, we have the guys visually think of what's, what's your most prized possession. Um, and if they don't have one, yeah, usually it's a phone or something, or they'll say, um, you know, if we don't have one, say treat it like a bar of gold and you can't lose it. Um, so that's number one. Number two, we do a claw and put it over the tip. Yep. Over the tip of the ball. Um, number three, tuck it, um, skin to skin. We never let our guys wear sleeves. And so the pig skin is on your, your forearm skin.
1: Hang on, floor. hang on, hang on. No, no yeah. sleeve. You said no sleeves. No sleeves. No what matter about what. what about November uh you know 25th or whatever when it's uh, 30 degrees, 20 degrees? Doesn't matter if you're running, running
2: back, naked, you'll never see them in sleeves. Wow. I mean, yeah,
1: wow, okay. because yeah, want... this must come from experience. You must have seen some because uh, those sleeves do get a little wet and slippery and slippery. yeah. For sure.
2: Yeah, and they haven't, they haven't come up with a good enough uh, product to make it work. So no sleeves, no matter okay. how cold it is. So you can be playing no. it. Yeah.
1: Um, skin to skin. Okay. Skin to skin. Four,
2: you tuck it under your armpit and point, point the ball up. Oh, up. this way? Yeah. Up. Okay. Yep. And then five, another animal reference. We had the eagle claw. Now we're chicken. We close the chicken wing. So okay, close your so elbow cute. down. Yeah. On it okay. right there. Point it up. And uh, so that's five points. And that's how you should be running the ball most of the time. I'd have the 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 point, the front point, Matt point a little further up.
1: Okay, up here. Yeah,
2: kind of like that. And then six points when contact is imminent, you grab your forearm. Yep, yep. And then the ball, that ball's not coming out. I could go in there and pull as hard as I wanted, and it wouldn't come out. And so um, five points, and then when the contact comes, we, we go to six. And that's, that's how we six. teach it.
1: Yeah. So mental, mental, mental number one, yep. eagle claw over the tip. Skin to skin, nice and tight into the, uh, armpit, into the armpit. and kind of, you want that like 45 almost?
2: Yeah. Close the chicken wing. Close the, Close wing. the
1: wing. If you're out here, yeah, you can get under yeah. and pop it. So tight, almost yeah. elbow touching your, uh, your, your yeah, ribs your there. Torso. And then Eagle or, uh, six point grab the forearm.
2: Yes. is number six. Yeah. Grab the forearm when, when you're going to get hit. So that's it
1: so- so when people are saying, oh, two hands on the ball, actually you're which is decent, it's for you know elementary, yeah. but for you guys, it's here because nothing's nothing's coming out.
2: Right, right. Yeah, we don't put really, we up. don't put we don't put two hands on the ball. It's one hand and the other hand.
1: Yeah. Now what about near near the goal line mark or near the first down marker kind of on a on a on a close play? Yeah, you we only reach out?
2: out. No, only reach out if it's desperation. So if it's third, third down, um, you aren't reaching the ball out. Because we think we should be able to get it if you're that close we'll get it on fourth down and so we don't reach it out unless it's end of game last play of the game or some desperate situation but a lot of time the ball will come out you watch a game on any level when people are reaching it gets hit on the way down and that's when the balls come out a lot of times so
1: this is great stuff this is this yeah. is the details man and and it's and it you know you're running the ball every all the time when you're you know running back receiver even on defense right. this should come right. into play hopefully so Right. 5.6 points. If you're on the sideline at a real game, you'll hear coach yell this at least 100 times during the game. <laughs> Probably. Yep. <laughs> oh man, I love taking the the audience the fans into little things like this. Uh Mark quick little story. I was filming, you know, before the game, um just on the concourse, you know, in the fountain, the little uh, uh, concession yeah. area there, and just getting some shots and a guy walks up to me, uh former teammate of yours, Wally Ashby, and he says, Hey, man, I just want to tell you, it's it's uh, so awesome what you're doing. I wouldn't have even known there's a Thursday game if I hadn't listened to your, your podcast. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I know Coach Burns through, you know, he was with Mr. Uh, Mister Richard Ward, by the way. I guess they coached right. together. And um, so Wally's talking to me about, yeah, it's so great connecting the alumni and everything. And I said, I said, Wally, you probably don't remember. This was a long time ago, but my very first year in Cary Youth League, uh, when I was in second grade, you – as a high school young man were were my coach and yep. uh I can see that just yeah. for one year and I and I listed off you know some I said Brian Ormansky Nick Fuentes it was my first year and there was those those teams were huge we had like 20 yeah. or 30 dudes and his he just jaw just kind of dropped and I was just like it's a small world man it's a small cool. world and I love the connections and and he was just he's like oh man that's so awesome so, so good to see you know so yeah. that was really cool.
2: Yeah it was great seeing Wally on the sideline. Um uh he's on the uh, staff with Richard Ward at LaSalle, uh, their girls basketball who, who uh, they've done a great job in their CIF champs last year, lost in the state finals. Um, great program over there. And uh, I think they've won together him and, and Richard multiple CIF championships, which is awesome. And um, also in the Arcadia PD. So uh, we appreciate Wally all he does there as well. And yeah, uh, yeah, great dude, funny guy, and uh, great, great guy to talk to. I'm glad. Yeah, you guys made that connection.
1: I told, I said, you know, it was my first real game. Was was Wally was coming to watch you, and I thought, you know, and you were there, Mark, on the field. But yeah. I was a second grader watching my coach play varsity football. Real, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Hey, that's my coach. And so when I talk to uh, you know players now and alumni, we all kind of have that. That's kind of the the circle of life at Rio. You're looking yeah, up exactly. to guys, then you become exactly. those guys. So. Uh, it's just a special moment. And Richard Ward, an outstanding coach, coached at Bishop of Mont for years. I think that's where he knew uh, Coach Burns from. I actually have ref officiated a few of uh, Richard Richard Ward's game. Never had to give him a technical, so uh, you know <laughs> he's a great he's coach, always, man. Great oh, coach. He, he's outstanding. He's you got to have him on. You got to have him. Oh, on. that that'd be fun. Yeah, just talk about uh, uh, basketball and competition. He he's outstanding. He was in uh, he was in uh, care too as a kid. Richard, uh, oh, he was yeah. So, I know Scott was his, his, his uh, kids, but Richard was way back in the day.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's outstanding. See, these these are phenomenal stories. I love this yep. stuff. This is no other program has this kind of this background. It can't good be we're sharing content. it. All. Yeah. You can't, man. Come on. <laughs> I, I told. I said this is, the be- this, yeah. this is the best high school football podcast in America, and it's and and we're 100%. staying at number one. Uh, Mark, I, I went five keys uh, on my pregame show. I said uh, improvement on the screen pass. Uh, limit the air assault, um, over five completions for you guys or around 70% completion, clean up the penalties, uh, and and something big on special teams. We didn't quite hit all those, but I did like that we went, I think, four or five in the passing game, 80% completion percentage, plus that big pass to kind of ice the game to Anthony Hernandez there where yeah. he was off and running.
2: Yeah, that was fun. Um, did a good job there. Still got to clean up the penalties. Um, had a few. We were less penalized than the other team, which – Shouldn't be your goal. Um, we, we like keeping it under five if we can, that's our goal. But, um, knowing that if you play aggressive, you're going to get calls sometimes. And, uh, after that, um, special teams, I think, I think kicking kick the ball, um, Alex was staying our kicker into the end zone a couple times. That all that's undervalued, how big a play that is. because oh, uh, yeah, cause, yeah it, it really obviously limits the return to nothing and, and kind of gets your guys a blow. One less play of. A full speed contact and so it's um those are big
1: huge Al- yeah. alex has been a huge addition there and mark the, the, his kickoffs were not just in the end zone they i was there. it was like seven eight yards deep a couple times so one of them it looked
2: like it, it might go through the uprights so. <laughs> yeah
1: so uh, keep up the good work there out. Yes. an underrated. And I got to tell you, Mark, somebody who, uh, who was underrated. You guys were, were, were perfect in this regard. Uh, Marco Chan, your, your extra point kicker. Uh, he, he looked, he looked phenomenal. And then I also noticed, uh, Tafflinger, the center and then Tyler Dang, a freshman as your holder. So I thought the PAT crew, PAT crew did a great job.
0: Yeah.
2: Another week of in and out for them. <laughs>
1: That's right. Perfect on snaps. Mr. Clevenger, in and out burger. Hey, I would be practicing a lot. Uh, t- I thought Tyler Dang got more snaps this week. The, the, the freshman uh uh defensive player, mostly yeah. for you guys. He he got a lot more time on the field this week. Yeah, he started this
2: week at corner, kind of um has won that job. And so he did he did a good job too. His uh he, he scored out pretty well on uh, his defensive plays, defensive assignments, gave up one touchdown that was ended up being called back. So had a good night because of that um but yeah he's still got some some work to work on but really fast and uh competitive guy so he's gonna be he's gonna be special
1: there was a couple mistakes i saw uh on offense and defense and one it, it's so amazing what randy sees i happen to be standing next to him you guys had it was a pass play tight end was on the left there was a, i think one single back i think it was noah and right before the snap Uh, Randy said it said left, Noah, go left. And of course, at the snap, Noah went right and the tight end went out for a pass. So the defensive end came in from the left side. Randy knew for some reason with the play call, you know, the tight end was going to leave a guy and the back needed to pick him up. He saw it before it happened and and the play didn't go very well for you guys, but I don't know how he saw that or how he went inside the guy's mind, but it's amazing what he sees over the course of a game.
2: Yeah, Randy just. He has complete control of of what we're trying to do, and um, moving players, getting guys into the right spot, and um, really the cool thing about Randy and our offense is he always has an answer. You know, mm-hmm. if you're if you're going to overplay this, you know, counter with that, and um, you're going to stack stack the inside. We'll go out, and vice versa. So, um, it's just up to the guys executing it. And if we can execute what we want to do, then it's it's usually going to work.
1: And there was a few times on defense, Mark, and you're, you're pulling your hair out. I know, uh, trying to improve on this, but like, as an example, you guys are in a man coverage, a, a kid, uh, the, a the receiver would go in motion and the defensive player would not go with him. And you're like, it's, you know, I don't want to ruin your terminology here, but you're saying it was, you know, man coverage. Yeah. And so that's, that stuff has to drive you a little crazy.
2: Yeah. And, um, you know, we don't play a ton of man. And, but when we do, we do it for a specific reason. And, and to give, uh, it's coordinating with the blitz call. And so, yeah, um, and that, that was, yeah, you probably heard me yelling on the sideline and getting all of <laughs> these guys. So, but our DBs are young and they're, and they're only getting better. So hopefully they learn from it and, you know, didn't cost us the game or anything. So.
1: Yeah. And you, I mean, you, there's so many little things you have to do. Like hey, when there's a second left, the last play of the half, uh, Hey guys, you, you can back up a little bit, <laughs> yeah. you, you, back up. It's last yeah. play of the half. Get back there. You said yeah. it a little more aggressive than I did, but.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <That was funny. laughs> like, guys, are you are you watching? You, can you see the scoreboard? Are you paying attention? Yeah, so just being situational awareness. Man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was funny. Um, I, I think Mark, uh, you know, I got some alumni feedback will say, um, yeah, how do I say this? You know, you want the kids to play with passion, you want them mm-hmm. to play with energy and aggression. And uh, you know, there's times when maybe guys will be flexing after a play or, or maybe, <laughs> I don't know, over-celebrating a little bit. How do you balance that combination of like, Hey, play real football, but at the same time you want guys to play with that energy. Is there a fine line or is it just alumni being grumpy old man? Uh, how do you address that stuff?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, where it crosses the line to us. If, if, if they're trying to show up the other team or taunt, we don't want anything like that. Um, but we love them celebrating together, a a, a big play or a touchdown, whatever. Um, and as long as not going to draw a flag and and it's not taunting the other team, then then we're good with it because we like the energy and it's. Um, yeah, the alumni's got to remember it's it's supposed to be fun, and so <laughs> we want the guys having fun out there.
1: Yeah, I think I think where some alumni were like, you know what, you're there's certain things you're supposed to do. Like you, you know, when you act like you've done it before, and, and maybe for yeah. a lot of these guys they haven't done it before. Uh, <laughs> I that know. could be it. A- <laughs> it could be it. It was my first sack ever. What, I don't know yeah. what to do, you know. Yeah. But uh <laughs> um
2: And I, I thought- think they're they're mirror, they're mirroring a lot of what they see, you know, on, on uh Sundays and, and Saturday afternoons college football too. So but yeah, it's when you're not yeah and, and it sports has kind of changed that way you know baseball you see guys celebrating like they never used to either so um you know the sports is just different that way and and we we try to encourage them though to celebrate with their teammates and, and
1: uh yeah hey no i i got you i know i know you got a watchful eye on all these things but you also want guys you know we, we weren't we weren't the teenagers that long ago we all kind of <laughs> know what it was like yeah um you didn't get to hear it, Mark, but uh I think did you were your teammates with Ken Lee for a little bit? I think. Yeah. Yeah, we have a nice uh new intro that is specific for the uh Charge to Keep podcast here that Ken Lee puts some some work into. Oh so, sick. Nice. Yeah, new new same, same Dr. Alba with the voice, the PA boys. Okay. And we're gonna try to get him out to that uh Anaheim game, I think, uh in a couple of weeks at in okay. so, man, nice. I'm, another I'm, Thursday I'm, nighter. Yeah, yeah. Hey Mark, uh let's let's see here. Let's try to look at some plays here from uh from um thursday night yeah, it seems it seems so long ago <laughs> yeah i know survivor no we don't want that all right um i did notice you had a couple different huddles here you had one where you send you send the opponent the broadcast it seems like <laughs> yeah then one
2: is, yeah one says ns on it no sounds that's the one we try to send to the opponents
1: yeah well i look at this one here because it has kind of your breakdown of uh yeah I don't think we're given
2: that. It doesn't include the breakdown and stuff either.
1: So I did notice that. Yeah. Hey, I I don't think you're you're giving away any secrets here when it says seventy eight percent run, twenty two (laughs) percent (laughs) pass. No, people figure that out pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, let me see next. So I'm trying to get seven a seven nothing. Uh, I like having the notes here because you can see. Hey, what was the result? Um, seven nothing. Um, first half. And the game went honestly rather, rather quick. You know, when you're running mm-hmm. the ball a lot, um, you guys really dodged a bullet there at the end of the half with that touchdown being called back on the, uh, on the, uh, offensive pass uh,
2: interference. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You really did. Um, yeah,
2: that probably should have been a touchdown. <laughs>
1: uh, again, I don't want to give away, uh, secrets here, but we're, we're, I guess we, we are, we are, uh, doing so a little bit. Um, I would say, Mark, you guys, when you get down the goal line, you guys love this uh, flex bone yeah, formation. Yeah. I mean, this is old school football: double tight end, and uh, everyone's in the box. Everyone's
2: in the frame there. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's all eleven dudes right there. And uh, let's see, this is Anthony Hernandez, and he just follow the big man.
2: Yeah, yeah. If in doubt, guys, follow forty two, and uh <laughs> for Anthony to get in the end zone. I think this kind of made up for the. Um, him not scoring in the end of the game on that pass, um, you know, even though it was beforehand, but he got his touchdown.
1: Oh, we want to go full screen. Hello. Come on. Help out. Help out the audience, Matt. All right. I, I want to note, uh, Colby, Colby Johnson, your left tackle here.
2: Yep. That's Colby, Marco Chan right next to him, Zach Burrell uh, inside. So, yeah, it's uh, actually two tackles and a tight end there.
1: Full Watch. Uh... Yeah. It's full staff Stanford Cardinal attack here. Watch Colby yeah. Johnson just bury his guy here. This is impressive block.
2: Yeah. Colby's a monster Watch down and Ryan, sometimes he doesn't even have to block him. He just kind of gets in the way. <laughs> I just don't want to run into him. He just kind of
1: Marco Chan chips, chips, a, a backer there in the sec. So Marco releases the left guard. Yep. Marco has to kind of get skinny actually. And sneak, sneak through these, these two defenders. Uh huh. Get to the Let's linebacker
2: I... on his side, and then Cody Nelson was playing uh, tight end down here, and uh, he's a smart player. He's kind of gets in the way.
1: Yeah. Well, he did. He gets in the way, Mark. But he he gets in the way of two guys. Watch your left tight end, yeah. here, Cody Nelson. So he releases, and and Cody's a smaller guy. He releases. Yeah, it's kind of
2: yeah. All you got to do is slow him down at that point. We only need we only need uh, two yards,
1: so. Heck, Cody gets his hands on three guys, it looks like, but Marco sneaks through left side of the line, and then it's just smooth yeah. sailing for. Hey, uh, heck, heck I could back. run that one in, Mark. No, no, yeah, you or right. I could do that. Two running backs <laughs> in that way. So we just trying to get
2: numbers at the point of attack here.
1: Just a complete overload. And, uh, yeah, as you'll hear Nate Curtis here in our in our episode later, he just says, uh, yeah, it's fun to run behind Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Let me see. All right. Did I lose my notes? Maybe we did. Uh how do you get so, back uh, to full
2: screen? Uh
1: so I went out of there, enter full screen. I went I, I went back it. I went back to the uh the play counter or whatever you call it. Without well. going all the unless I have to go all the way. You okay, know. whatever. We'll we'll sort it out. Um, Go. but uh, no, Mark, if, while I'm, while I'm figuring that out, uh, talk to me about uh Nate Curtis. I thought he had his best game of football. Uh, as a care, he he played as a as a sophomore, a uh, freshman last year, mm-hmm. and um, you know, really had himself a nice night. Two touchdowns and uh, played a heck of a game on defense too. Yeah,
2: two way starter and never really comes out. Um, he's on a lot of our special teams too, so number one speaks to his level of conditioning and fitness, which itch. he might be um, one of our top two or three guys in, in that regard. And um, really coming into his own, just kind of figuring out like that he he is, he is fast and um, learning how to run the ball right and, and use his blocking and, and run behind Ryan, like you said, and then um, not afraid to, to stick his nose in there on defense either. And so, um fun to see nate's improvement and he's yeah you think you think of him almost as a veteran because he played a lot last year but he's only a sophomore so gonna be fun watching him for two and a half more seasons
1: do do you like the fact mark that you guys have you know you, we obviously know about ryan mccolo anthony hernandez is great but the fact that you guys have uh kind of a, a three or even four-headed monster at the running back position at rio kind of utilizing all the different running backs.
2: Yeah, that's how we like to do it. Obviously, um some years you're going to be able to feature a guy more than others, but really to keep the defense honest, we we like to have a um, yeah, it's not just one guy. And so they don't know who's going to get it and where he's going to get it and now he's going to get it. And so um like to keep it keep the defense guessing.
1: Plus all the the misdirection, it's kind of what yeah. what the real Hondo uh, you know, attack attack is we'll guess uh and mark you got to be happy ending the game uh on back-to-back weeks on a uh on on the uh, yeah oh oh this is a big play this is kind of the game that seals the play and then we'll look at a couple touchdowns so all right i got those play numbers down um this kind of sealed the game for you guys Linfield was was in it um but couldn't get a stop and this was a huge completion from armando to uh to your tight end uh, Anthony Hernandez let me let me try to move you there we go yeah
2: and if you you watch any level of football this play works on almost every
1: level like you get, so tight end on this side here
2: yeah and he drags across play action everyone's looking that way motion goes that way play action that way and then tight end just skirts behind everybody and whoop. no one there go Anthony <laughs> go <laughs> yeah, then he almost made it number number 32 their safety was pretty fast so he, he ran them down
1: but, did uh, did the boys did the boys give him any uh, any yeah, uh yeah yeah
2: film on film uh, the next day they gave him overtime on that getting sucked up from mine, but he was good natured about it and it's all
1: good yeah come on dude. you had like a thirty yard head start Anthony yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he drags across oh man there's nobody around him
2: yeah
1: what <laughs> he caught he's, he's like oh.
2: he should he should have <laughs> we got him for not switching hands with the ball either. You should have put it in his other hand. But, uh, I like
1: that. So honestly, Mark, back-to-back weeks, you guys could have scored another touchdown at the end of the game, but, uh, you know, all class took a knee, and maybe there's some other elements there that, uh, you know, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll just say leave as is. But, you know, taking a knee against the opponent on the goal line, I think is always a, a classy move. Yeah, no reason to to rub it in at that point.
2: And um, once they've, they're they out of or stopped calling timeouts, it's like, okay, well, they're waving the white flag as well, so. Um, yeah, e- even though some guys might want to punch, the guys kind of want to punch it in, but, uh, we're good. Just taking a knee and, and, uh, getting to the alma mater, getting to the celebration in the locker room. We're all good. That's today. right. Great way but to, if you're into the game in victory formation, it's a good night.
1: It's called the victory formation for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. When, uh, you know, Armando was scrambling a lot uh, tonight or yeah. a Thursday night, but I thought this play in particular he set his feet, was calm, cool, collected, and, and made a throw. He wasn't kind of – look, you know, he didn't look jittery like he did on the other dropbacks, and this was just a – just set your feet, make the throw. Yep.
2: Yeah, stayed in there. Um, you see the pocket kind of form around him, stepped up and threw it. Really good throw. Anthony didn't have to break stride, which is always huge. And, uh, yeah, Armand did a good job. Good job with the entire play, the fakes, play fakes, motion. Yeah
1: absolutely well we'll look at uh, a couple touchdowns here and we have a special guest there mark which uh which of your lovely young daughters is this this is l our youngest oh Oh, she's running (laughs) away i I scared her away i scared her away (laughs) help us helping us break down film okay we have flash 26 here um from uh let's see i think this is a mccola touchdown yeah okay so here we go kind of uh Standard formation, flash right or see. Anyway, we'll just run it. Nicola makes one guy miss and then runs over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they want to tackle this guy. Yeah. Four dudes there who had a chance, and uh. But I like the I like the throwing the hands up from your freshman Noah. Just a little deceive the eyes a little bit from the defenders. You know, little get, things matter. Get
2: those, get those linebackers going the other way. And blocked down, kind of leaves a nice little alley for Ryan
1: to run through. <laughs> and I see the quick it's flex. Beef. Yep, there's the flex. There's the flex. Hey, hey, what is this? What is Ace? Hey, he's having fun, <laughs> I guess. Hey, if you run over four guys, I, I, okay, I'll let you do this. How's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get to uh, a couple of Nate Nate Curtis touchdowns. Uh, had himself a great night, as we mentioned. Um, kind of. You know, Clark Bollinger was calling him the gazelle uh, on the, the broadcast, you know, like he called Gio Ortega uh, the cheetah last year. And he does kind of have that elusive, like, uh, I don't know how you how, what you would call it, just kind of a slasher easy. type of type of runner. Yeah,
2: I mean, kind of easy speed. And um, uh, I don't think he's quite at the Gio Ortega level yet, but uh, no. man, he'll get there. He'll get there. And uh, he's um, kind of deceptively fast. And, um, the slight bill maybe is, is why, uh, Clark used that, bad nickname. I don't know, but, um, Nate's a sturdy guy. And so I don't know if Gazelle is quite the word, but, um, yeah, he, cause he, he was able to run through a couple tackles too.
1: That's what impressed me. I mean, Hey, anyone could follow Ryan McCullough here. What? I mean, yeah. just get on his hip. All right. Where am I going? Yep. Break a tackle. Still, he, he had to kind of finish the runoff i know his runs he was very he was finishing a lot of his runs you know going forward and uh and not yeah really did a lot anything. better
2: job uh, as compared to the week before um we're kind of st- still straight up try to encourage our guys and remind them to fall forward get those shoulder pads down and fall forward lean forward at the end of the run get yourself another you know two three yards
1: and you know hey when you come to Rio, you got to do it all, man. You could be freshman uh, Noah Penn and area tailback. You could be a transfer quarterback uh, like Alex Mustaine here, but you know what you're going to do at Rio Hondo? You, you better stick your nose in there and, and lay some blocks down. It's a couple good blocks here from these guys. Yeah, they did a great job kind of
2: setting the edge. Um, got enough of them really, you know, you don't always, it's not always going to be a big hit. You just got to get enough to keep the guy from um, getting doing his job and taking an angle to the ball. So it's all about angles and, uh leverage and uh um, our offense is does a great job at, at utilizing that and playing to those strengths that we have
1: now it'd be really funny if nate flexed here you know that would be <laughs> a time where it would be like hey what what, what are we doing but yeah. no he was uh <laughs> very gracious and then nate had a very i mean the run was practically identical to that touchdown uh this touchdown here from nate mm-hmm. same let me see might have been the, you know what yeah, looked like the same uh, formation and the same play.
2: Same formation. Yep. Big great slot. There he goes. Uh, their guy played it different. So Ryan had to kick him out. You know, their guy was moved out. Ryan kicked him out, and the running back, Nate, read it and went inside. That's the only yeah. here.
1: Kick great. out <laughs> Bach, And
2: then Colby and had a little entourage there. And then it's just a matter of him having enough speed to get to the end zone. So it's like, uh, Slight der- variation here on the, on the same play call, but how we run it and execute it really depends on how it's defended. And so it's up to the guys kind of to spur of the moment to figure that out, how they're going to do it and react, react, react properly.
1: Now now with McCullough there, whoever is the lead blocker, it's important to them on these type of plays, Mark, to really make a decision, right? So that the running back can make a decision. If you're kind of, if you don't turn your guy one way or another, the running back doesn't know where to go. If he's, if he's on, if he's playing outside, you know, put him where yeah. he wants to be. If he wants yeah. to be outside, kick him out. If he comes in, kick him in. That way your running back uh, knows what decision to make. Yeah. Give him a
2: choice. Give him a choice. As soon as you can, give our running back a choice. So go make a play. Don't, and Ryan does a great job. He's really experienced. He's done that for two years now. And uh, or this is his third season playing fullback. So he knows exactly what he's doing out there.
1: And these type of plays with your linemen are tough because you almost have to leave a guy inside. you got to outrun him. And mm-hmm. and guy like Colby here, your tackle, who's pulling, he's just got to kind of cut off the guy, just get inside of him so he can yeah. get around him. Just- yeah. You're just running to beat that guy to the, like you're not even trying to hit him really. You're just racing him to a yeah, spot. That's,
2: that's our part of our, uh, something we cleaned up from the week before just trying to get our running backs quicker too. But yeah, you'll notice um, on touchdowns or successful runs plays, we're not blocking everybody. And so <laughs> we just block the guys we think we have to block. And, and sometimes it, we don't even get to those guys, but um, it's kind of one of the cool things about our offense. We don't, we don't block everybody
1: <laughs> which which is totally counterintuitive to what you yeah. hear yeah with, with most football hey we gotta we gotta block all uh you know 10 yeah. guys we gotta block 10 yeah. guys and, and beat one you guys are yeah. kind of like well we got to block about uh i don't know <laughs> six or seven guys and then yeah. outrun the others yeah <laughs> yeah yep. anyway mark always fun breaking down film with you man um I could do this for hours. Uh, we won't keep That's you fun. too much, too much longer. Let's talk about the road trip this week. Ninety-eight beautiful miles to Boron, California,
2: and that might match the temperature of game time too. Ninety-eight <laughs> degrees. Um, yeah, they're, they're looking good. They've uh, they're two and one, and uh, what sounds out to me so far, they've only given up, I think, four touchdowns in three games, and so they're going to be tough. It's going to be a tough, tough game uh, from the road trip perspective. Uh, the heat and then and then a good opponent uh, out there and
1: uh, it'll be fun yeah their their scores were rather uh you know not eye-opening i think their first game they won 12 to 8 then they they lost the game 8 to nothing so again to de- to your point about defense yeah. and then uh their 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 game uh, this last friday uh they scored some points but again only allowed uh eight in like a 30 something to eight blowout so um yeah you guys are going to have your hands full on the offensive side of the ball
2: yeah, no doubt. And um they're they're you look at their roster, they're kind of young like us. Um have some a few older veteran players, but a lot of young guys. So um it'll be a fun matchup that way too.
1: Yeah, they're they're uh, their top guy, Isaiah Morgan uh is their top running back and their leading tackler, it looks like. So he's gonna be a guy that uh that Rio needs to really uh, focus on. Uh Mark, talk about this this uh I don't know, it's a rivalry. I mean, why this. Matchup has happened for so long I know it dates back to a playoff game and there's just been some great games between these two schools and 98 miles apart why why is there a relationship there
2: yeah um coach uh Rob is uh long been there a long time head coach um wasn't head coach when he first started playing them but um, we played them in I think 2008 playoff game up there and I think they were undefeated and we went up there and beat them and then after that, they reached out to us and said, hey, we want to play you guys in the regular season. Um, and I guess with the thinking, you know, prepare for the playoffs. And so we agreed to a series, And but for a few years, uh, maybe one or two years here and there where we didn't play, we played them every year since. So it's fun. Um, we just appreciate it. It's a good hard-hitting game and uh, appreciate the fact that they'll play us. Um, whether they're up or down, they won't, they won't skip on the game. And so – um, and we feel we should honor that. And so that's why we're going out there too.
1: It's a road trip, uh, which is good to, to get one out of the way. And then it's also a physical game. These these guys, what is, what is it? A mining town or something like that? There's some tough kids on those teams. Yeah, I think, yeah,
2: most of the kids are, are sons of miners or, um, military kids. There's a military base nearby too. So you can imagine, yeah, kind of tough, hard-nosed kids. So it's fun that way
1: yeah and, and usually you get that uh what is it the double wing we saw a little different offense now or is it kind of similar that running attack they kind of mix it up yeah mm. got it got it well should be fun what time are you guys leaving on friday plan is
2: 145 eating Hesperia, and then get out there around five o'clock
1: okay nice little yeah beautiful yeah. uh tr- yeah beat that that friday traffic up there that, that, yeah, be, that get, out, get out of the
2: uh the valley and la before traffic gets too bad. So
1: well that AC and that trip bus is uh is, is yeah. working well, right? You're not taking the the yellow yellow bus on these no, trips anymore. No.
2: Yeah this is yeah vitally important that the uh trip bus and the AC is working.
1: Well mark uh, the team has done well for the most part um first two games of the year at home they're two and oh but now you go on a stretch here three road games in a row this is definitely the furthest one uh you really tell to me the character of a team when you see them on the road for the first time.
2: Yeah. Just how the schedule worked out. Um, We had a home game dropped and we had to replace it with the road game. So yeah, three road games in a row, but um, at the other side, it kind of gets you in a road game rhythm too. And so um, we don't mind it. And um, I think it'll be, it'll be good for our guys. And then uh, then we have our break. No, no, then we play one more um, home game and then we have our break and then, then our league. So yeah, uh, it's good. Yeah. It, it'll be good.
1: Fun stretch. Can't wait for game day. Uh, Mark, I got to talk with Nate Curtis already. We're going to hear from him shortly. And then I got to talk with Landon Goodwell, Mr. Uh, Mr. 2004. Uh, he, he had some comments about Rio program and also, uh, of course, of course, uh, beating his former college coach again. So a uh, fun oh, podcast cool. ahead. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 Landon's a great guy. Great. uh representative of our of our program in school and glad to hear uh he's just doing well and um uh, yeah and um i'd be interested to hear what he had to say
1: oh oh yeah you want to hear it i mean he first yeah. of, i want well, fans are gonna he said you he says back when uh you know you you were getting your coaching start you were kind of the aj corsini of the staff mark uh, that's yeah. what uh that's what landon yeah. said and and then uh what else I, mean, I asked him some questions about you know advice he'd have from mccola you know because oh, similarities cool you know, go into college and everything. So a fun, uh, fun episode here. We're going to try to keep this going, Mark, you a player and an alumni on Sundays, if possible,
2: man, it's a lot of work for you, but Hey, I know uh, all fans, family out there, families out there really appreciate it. So uh, thanks Matt alumni,
1: of course do as well. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, Mark, you're on donut duty. Go enjoy your Sunday. Have a good week of practice and I will see you in the high desert, my friend. Thanks Matt. Drive
2: safe. Have a great week.
1: Well, thanks once again, Mark Carson, for coming on the podcast on Sunday morning. Now he's off to get donuts for the family, a Carson Sunday family tradition. Anything to get those uh, those those kids out of bed, right, get them ready for church and, and off and running. So uh, Coach Carson, always working, man, always game planning, always scheduling, always got things going on. Uh, just appreciate him coming on the podcast and spending some time with me talking about the game and the program. And uh, man, this is just so much fun guys. I say this every week, but it really is fun. I I do enjoy it. People are like, thank you so much for like, man, are you kidding? This is, this is a blast for me, but I do appreciate the kind words and uh, still still a work in progress, still working on various things, working on uh, how to get social media videos better, how to improve the audio, how to just, Constant improvement, right? Much like the first half and the second half of last week's game, just adjusting on the fly sometimes, getting new equipment, things of that nature, and just new ideas. But something we're gonna try to do every week here, uh two weeks in a row at least for now, and try to keep this going, is to have Coach Carson on and then have a player on uh from, from the game. You know, usually someone who who I just stood out to me or someone that I wanted to to get to know. And we mean I get to every young man on this team. But, uh, you know, we're going to try to to get a, a different different guy on every week and talk to them. So uh, that's the plan. And then try to bring on a member of the alumni to to see what they are feeling, how they're, uh, you know, where they're at now and the interest of the program. And I do have a plan to uh, do some offseason podcast interviews that are not going to be obviously talking about the current program, but are going to be talking about. Uh, a one-on-one interview with a member of the alumni talking about their playing days and things of that nature. So that's the plan with the charge podcast. We'll be bringing you real handle prep football content almost year round. Although those interviews will probably just be one once a month, but Hey, we'll keep you informed of uh, one of the great traditions in San Gabriel Valley football. Okay. I've already recorded this and we're going to try to do something new here. I've never recorded. Let's see. A video within a video, like Inception, right? The, a dream within a dream sequence. We're going to try to play a video here on the podcast that I've already recorded with Nate Curtis uh, on Friday from uh, his uh, little sit-down, little brief interaction with him. And I've already recorded an interview with Landon Goodwell, 2005 uh, graduate and 2004 uh, you know, stud player himself, all CAF defensive player of the year, Rio's career leading rusher, all that good stuff, uh, chatted with him. So I'm going to try to record these videos here. Or try to play these videos here on Zoom. Technology is a wonderful thing. So we'll see if uh, if this works out. Hopefully it does. And we don't have any issues. But uh, Godspeed, everyone. You know, wish, wish me luck here. So let's bring on, uh, I've already recorded with him, but let's bring on uh, Nate Curtis. The Nate Curtis interview from earlier in the week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed learning about uh, the super sophomore here. Learning a little bit more about Nate Curtis. Let's get right to it. Here is my interview with Nate Curtis. Okay, I am now joined by Real Hondo Prep sophomore Nate Curtis who had himself quite a game on Thursday night uh with a victory over the Linfield Christian Lions we recording on Friday afternoon. Nate Curtis, what's up man? How you doing?
3: Good. How how are you doing?
1: I am fantastic, especially after watching you guys play a great game last night. Uh, it, there were some hiccups early, kind of a slower start for you guys. But I thought, Nate, the second half, you guys really improved and took control of the game.
3: Yeah, I thought after coming out of the halftime, our tempo changed and we were a lot more aggressive.
1: Yeah, very very well said. Very well said indeed. Uh, Nate, you you were a big part of the night. Uh, At the running back position, had yourself uh, two touchdowns with runs of, uh, I believe, uh, 12 and 10 yards or something along those lines. Uh, What was it like for you uh, getting in the end zone, uh, uh, you know, in in that game on Thursday night?
3: Yeah, it felt really good because after last year, wasn't able to do it my freshman year, but able to do my sophomore year is a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, Nate. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was really your coming out party, kind of your best game that I've seen you play in your your very uh, young career. Uh, you got to carry the ball a lot more than you did in, in previous games, uh, but you really stuck your nose into things on defense. You you had some good solo tackles, and we saw you play on defense last year as a freshman. At times, do you feel a lot more comfortable now on the field, even though you are just a sophomore?
3: Yeah, a lot more confident too.
1: Absolutely. Uh, what is it like, uh, Nate, being a sophomore? Uh, you were a freshman who contributed on last year's team, an incredible group of guys, especially the senior class. Um, but now to be a sophomore and see on your team so many freshmen uh, doing what you you know did last year, it, it's got to be just encouraging to be like, man, these young guys are really pulling their weight.
3: Yeah, it's really impressive seeing the way with the lack of varsity experience, the way they play very well
1: uh the the senior class and the upper cl- the classmen for that matter uh there's not many of them but it's a really strong group uh you know your senior leader obviously is uh, is ryan mcculley got some great juniors there as well uh anthony hernandez a, a talented senior what is it like uh playing playing with those guys i mean you, you've played with we uh, played with a few of them last year i mean do you kind of look up to those guys you know you're not you're no longer the the little brother you're kind of uh, an equal to those guys now
3: I want to say I'm equal, but yeah, it's really nice. They're really encouraging. And like Ryan, he sets the mood. If Ryan's fired up, everyone's fired up.
1: Oh, man. Well said. What is it? He's gotten so much attention. What is it like playing next to him? I mean, do you just feel this level of confidence when when you look at him and you're just like, Ryan's got our back and and we're going to we're going to do everything we can to beat the best of our abilities?
3: Yeah, especially when I'm running, just follow Ryan because he's going to knock someone over. (laughs) (laughs)
1: you know i thought the offensive line played very consistent last night uh elijah gavi up front uh kobe johnson of course um just uh, so many guys on the offensive line there uh we'll get all their names and and give them all the credit here uh here soon but i thought they really all night controlled the line of scrimmage and 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 gave you some uh, pretty big holes all night
3: yeah they gave me some nice holes around the ends and they kept those guys away from me so that was very nice (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh man that's good stuff uh Nate talk to me a little bit about yourself Where where are you from um did you play in care youth league if so what uh you know what team who are some of your coaches tell us a little bit about you
3: so I'm from Monrovia and I think I started care youth league in great start so I don't know what age that is but I was on the Colts in great start after that I went on the Wildcats and I remember some of my coaches coach Roel and coach Coulter and Johnny Bollinger, oh. one of my favorite coaches. Nice. And after Wildcats moved on to Cal where I think Johnny was also my coach at Cal. He kind of followed us.
1: That's awesome. And when you were a young kid, uh, you know, not too long ago, did you, do you remember watching maybe real hondo prep football games and thinking to yourself, man, I, I want to be out there someday.
3: Yeah, I really thought I was something special, especially talking to my coach, Dylan, who was my coach on Cal okay Room now on ucla
1: <laughs> now I, when i talked to ryan mccola in the summer he had some high praise for you in, in that room that you're in he said that you were uh you're pushing some weight weight around i mean guys like anthony hernandez he's really put some time in there tafflinger looks great but you know mccola had some uh, high praise for you do you like being in that weight room
3: yeah i do bench is my favorite uh aspect of the weight room
1: that is awesome man uh what was it like playing on a Thursday night? You think maybe that was kind of why you guys started a little slow, just because the scheduling and all that was off.
3: Yeah, we're all tired from a day of school, and on Friday you're looking forward to the weekend, but on Thursday you got another day of school, so it's a little sluggish.
1: That's the worst part: going back to school after a game. Are you kidding me? Who makes this schedule? Oh man, was it tough this morning rolling out of bed? And then be honest, you could you could were you guys really paying attention a whole lot in class today? not really <laughs> it's all good man hey i i don't blame you it was a, a tough night last night uh you know you guys had a club meeting i think and then and a nice little little lift little lift there uh you know uh team lifting or whatever in the weight room uh, but now kind of a long weekend any any plans with the family or anything having a few days off
3: yeah i think we'll probably head down to the beach tomorrow get some surfing in or something
1: there you go there you go what are some other hobbies uh you like to uh partake in nate i didn't know about the uh the surfing that's pretty cool
3: um i don't have that many hobbies i like reading a lot and mm-hmm. biking's pretty fun too
1: oh biking okay so on, on to the school so t- you talk about reading uh who, who what are some of your favorite classes in school and any any uh any classes that that jump out at you
3: history is my favorite class but this semester i don't have any history courses oh. so that's
1: kind of a bummer but yeah, gotcha gotcha now now on the team uh you know I saw last night Nate I gotta tell everybody I was in the locker room after the game and I believe it was you There was a lot of dancing going on a very happy team there but and I may have video that I got I, I'll, I'll think about sharing but I saw you do this like dance move where you 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 can't they put a chair in the middle i wasn't sure what was going on you came running in did some moves and did this giant jump into the chair fell over knocked the chair over it it looked rather dangerous to me talk to the audience about uh whatever technique that was
3: so uh, that's kind of our tradition we've been doing that for the past couple years remember last year every win on a home game we take a chair out and then someone goes in there and breaks it i'm on the smaller side took me four jumps to finish off that chair (laughs) you
1: guys you guys break a chair like yeah hey someone's paying for those chairs nate
3: they're they're really old brown ones (laughs) i don't don't know where this tradition started it started a year before i got there so i don't know
1: oh man a lot you're just you're just following the crowd dot, jumping in doing your thing okay okay I I see wow yeah and I saw you it took two two tries at it it looked like uh-oh did we freeze look at like that. we froze for a second Hang on. oh yeah Nate it looked like it took you two tries uh, last night because you didn't break it on the first one or what
3: yeah it took me on the third try I broke one of the legs and then on the fourth one, I finished off that chair.
1: I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble here, but I am saying, you know, this this could lead to an investigation of some kind. Uh, so where are all these broken chairs coming from? I don't want to get you guys in trouble. But, man, I mean, I guess it's public knowledge now. Wow. Breaking things have changed somewhat. A real man what is going on oh i'm just kidding hey it looks like armando is kind of the ringleader with this stuff i don't know if it's the white shoes he wears you know but he seems to be the uh the dj uh i don't know the of the the club locker room there
3: yeah we don't really have a dj but over the past couple of years every time we listen to the song rolex it's kind of just the tradition now
1: okay so that's the kind of the post-game uh victory song
3: yeah, and then there's always guys that go in the middle of a big circle of guys and start dancing. Everyone's,
1: <laughs> You know, I, w- I mentioned to Coach Carson, you know, you guys I think were a little, little sluggish in the first half, as I mentioned, uh, but you guys' conditioning must have been great because not only did you play a great second half, but you had all this extra energy in the locker room for, for dancing. It looked like you guys could have played a- another half again.
3: Yeah, well, that's just the ad- adrenaline wearing off. Once we're done <laughs> with that, we're back to being very tired.
1: <laughs> okay good yeah too tired for for work and stuff but but never too tired to, to have fun <laughs> hey, hey Nate uh you're from Monrovia um you know nice little short drive home from home games what uh do you have a favorite post game food you like to uh to dive into I know in and Out's always very popular especially on the road but is there any uh any post game traditions or just uh superstitions you have throughout the week or anything
3: no, usually on Fridays we'll go to In-N-Out, but since it was a Thursday, I just headed home and my parents picked up some food to eat at home because we were all exhausted.
1: That is awesome. What, Nate, what was it like last year when, as a freshman, you went in a few times, you know, in, in some very in, intense moments, intense games, um, you know, what was it like? Were, were, was mom and dad, were, were your parents like worried concerned I mean that's you know any any young man stepping on a varsity field for the first time especially as a freshman
3: yeah my mom was a little worried my dad didn't really care but my mom was worried.
1: <laughs> I think I think that's usually the case most of the time that is awesome uh well well Nate um you know I I wish you nothing but the best more more touchdowns in your future, I would say. And, and again, keep up uh, the hard work on defense. Uh, it seems like every time you touch the ball, you you have this like mentality where you want to break something big. You're looking for that open hole always. But I don't know. I, I feels you remind me a little bit of that Gio Ortega energy. When you get the ball, it's like, okay, here we go. The gazelle, I think, is what uh, Clark Bollinger was calling you on the broadcast.
3: That's some very high praise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: A lot to live up to. A lot to live up to. Yeah. Well, hey, in a few years, you know what? We'll be talking to another young man, and we'll be saying, you know what? You remind me of Nate Curtis. That's that's uh, how the next few years are going to be, I think.
3: Hopefully, that.
1: <laughs> <next laughs> hey Nate, year. thanks. Thanks for talking to me. Uh, you enjoy your your long weekend. A, a tough uh, a tough road trip next week. Have you you've never been to Boron, have you?
3: I have not been to Boron.
1: Okay, well, it's not it's not the end of the world, but you can see it from there.
3: fun place to vacation to
1: not yeah not really a vacation place but uh you know what rio is used to taking those long bus trips into the middle of who knows where and it's part of what makes it uh makes it fun you show up and it's like all right it's time to play football like it doesn't matter where we're at so uh rest up and we'll see you in the high desert next week man
3: all right thanks for having me
1: you got it nate talk soon Thanks so much. Nate Curtis coming on the podcast. Appreciate you spending some time with me earlier in the week, a few days ago, always fun chatting with these young men and learning a little bit about them because takes me back in time a little bit, although all of these guys were way better than I ever was, but fun to chat with them and just Uh, I don't know, go behind the scenes of real hondo prep football, learn about the guys that we are cheering for on on a nightly basis here uh, on, on, uh, on, uh, I should say nightly weekly basis uh, with the uh, real hondo prep football program. So we'll have another real hondo care on next week. On the podcast and looking very, very much forward to uh, to to more conversations like that. But right now we're going to be joined by an alumni from the class of 2005, a runner up in the 2004 championship game, the first ever 11 man championship game in Rio's history and uh, a freshman back when he was on the 2001 cif championship team the last eight man uh title rio hondo would play in and uh yeah just an overall great dude one of my very good friends somebody that uh i consider an amazing teammate from back in the day and a guy that has uh, really led by example here in in his adult years and kind of uh well not kind of has done a, a great job as a as a father a husband uh, he's very successful in in his career giving back to others and just an over all-around great dude that i i enjoy talking to so i want to uh let you guys hear the conversation I had briefly with Landon Goodwill about real Hondo prep football and specifically uh, the, the recent win over his former college coach joining me from just outside of Phoenix, Arizona is 2005 graduate Landon Goodwill. All right. I am now joined by the former all cif defensive player of the year way back in 2004 the career rushing leader at rio hondo prep mr landon Goodwell. what's up
0: man hey man how you doing man and thanks for bringing up what 10 years now 10 11
1: 12 years something 10 12 uh, 04. i was never good at math 18 years ago man 18
0: dude oh i guess i'm thinking of college wow man i'm way off sorry about that (laughs) (laughs) Long day.
1: <laughs> I get it. Hey, you're you're busy now chasing around uh you know two young two young boys, right?
0: Yeah, dude. It's great. They're crazy. Three and one. Wow. It's
1: two on two now. You and Jasmine and the two boys. So it's uh um, you know, fair yeah,
0: game. It still feels like they outnumber us by at least three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fantastic, but hey, it's so good to see you and chat with you. Just wanted to talk with you a little bit about uh this week's game. Um, you know, Linfield came into town with your former college coach, your position coach, uh, Deshaun Burns. A lot of yeah, fun to talk did. to on the pod. And yeah. once again, Rio comes out on top for you, Landon. All for you.
0: Hey, I appreciate it. You know, 18 years with <laughs> the math, 18 years later, you guys are still looking out for me down there? I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it exactly. A good, good hard-fought game on uh, Thursday night. Um, coach Burns, uh, you know, he, he tried to pull out all the stops and people heard him on the podcast, uh, you know, uh, earlier in the week, Landon, but what was coach Burns like for you as a, as a young, you know, 19, 20 year old, him coming into UTEP and being your position coach? Um,
0: well, actually he wasn't my position coach my first two years there. Uh, he came on my junior year, technically, oh, well, my redshirt junior year. So, um, yeah, I didn't get to know him until I was kind of already established out there, but uh, he came in and totally changed the culture, man. He was our former D-line coach was great. He was crazy at Kaika Malloy. I think he's at Washington now, I want to say. But um, when Coach Burns came in, he came from Houston, uh, from Texas Southern. And, uh, man, he came in with so much energy the first day. I remember seeing him at uh, our like restaurant that we ate for training table. And uh, that was the first night I saw him, and I was just kind of messing with him, introducing myself, you know, being Landon, uh, hey, you're going to take it easy on us tomorrow, right? We had, um, it was our, uh, like our springtime training or whatever, you know, we used to call them stations when we got our conditioning in. So I was like, hey, you're going to take it easy on us tomorrow, right? Like, oh, no. And he was serious. <laughs> he, did not, he did not let up to this day. I have not seen him calm down. So, yeah. I know, man, I know Linfield came in flying around and hiked up and out of control. And I'm sure he was the number one uh cheerleader for him over there slash coach. But yeah, he's a yeah,
1: no, I saw him working and uh, you know, he, he's he's really helped a lot of guys at high school get to college, college guys, you know, to the next level. He coached in the NFL as well, so uh, just a, an amazing uh, man of, of great character. And uh, hey, it's it's tough. Uh, not, not everyone can be victorious I was glad Rio won on, on Friday night but I, I wish him and his uh, team the best going forward for sure
0: oh, absolutely man Linfield's gonna be fine they're they're run by you know they got a great program down there they got a great system coach Burns really takes care of his kids and honestly like just knowing coach Burns I see them kind of going in the same direction or you know the same principles as like a real hondo prep would so mm. I'm glad that those two teams get to meet up because I think uh, they're really like-minded type of uh, programs
1: uh landon you're a father of two now you know you're uh, very successful uh in your in your work and and you know your your marriage and everything uh high school was a long time ago yeah college was a long time ago as well yeah. <laughs> uh but i try to bring the alumni on here as a as a part of the show as well just to talk briefly uh, about their take on how the season is going and uh i guess what i want to ask is is alumni and especially you in this situation is you know why is it it's been so long yet you still have an interest in how real hondo prep is doing on a friday night this week a thursday night but you know you still in your very busy life you're curious about the score from your alma mater and just how the boys are doing
0: yeah man it's always good to you know check in on the hometown team see how things are going alma mater you know you you definitely walk away with A sense of pride in the program, and you always want to see it do well. So, you know, you got to check in. You might not catch every game, you might not see every score, but you want to know that they had a good season and you want to know that the program's still on the rise.
1: Well, Landon, you were a freshman and we called you up uh, to varsity, you know, to play with us uh, there in in a playoff run. Uh, So, you played varsity as a freshman. And I remember thinking, because it was, that was such a big deal. It was like, oh, man, Landon's playing up. And and you did you did uh, outstanding and uh, helped us win that. Or, you know, we all won that together, that 2001 uh, championship. But it was unique for a freshman to play. This team this year has a ton of freshmen playing uh, on the offensive line, just everywhere. And it's, I don't know how Mark's doing it. I mean, these guys are really stepping up. Talk to me about when you were a freshman and just kind of like, Whoa, this is a this is a lot different than eighth grade football.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's a step up, dude. Um luckily, unlike the freshman this year, it sounds like I had a little bit of time to play some JV and kind of get accustomed to high school first. So uh, I don't think I played until like maybe the playoffs, maybe a game before the playoffs. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, to be honest with you, I was just blessed with size. So it was a little <laughs> bit easier for me to get out there. Um, but it sounds like the freshmen this year, man, they're getting called up. Size doesn't matter. Nothing matters, right? Numbers matter, and if you can play, you can play, so get out there, um, You. but, you know, going back to my freshman year, you guys had a great team that year. I was happy to be able to get on the field and play with you guys. Um, unfortunate to the guys who got hurt, but, I mean, really, I only got in there because Paul Hampton went down. Um, I think Jordan went down at one point. Um, you know, I was just coming in to help out, and I was glad I was able to do it. But uh, you know, when you're called up as a freshman to really put in and really play, it's it's a different story. So you know, I give all the you know encouragement to those guys and you know just the the props that they're 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 there because they're solid and they're ready to play. So good luck to those guys.
1: Yeah, for sure, they're 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 doing a great job. You can definitely t- tell they are they are raw and they're learning. And as uh, coach mark carson said uh baptism by fire uh, i want to ask you about two of the guys on the coaching staff one head coach mark carson because uh he was a, an assistant coach he he was still new into coaching high school back when when you were playing as a freshman and uh, he was very encouraging uh to you uh as a freshman and, and seeing your career evolve uh, and then i want to ask you about your your former classmate aj corsini because he's an absolute yeah. lunatic uh yeah. still and uh, anyway coach Carson first what are you what are your thoughts and memories of coach oh man Mark was sorry I call him Mark but I knew so I knew coach
0: Carson back I think it was his first year coaching our sophomore team his first year in high school I want to say something like that um sorry my son just woke up you can come over buddy no worries (laughs) sorry threw me off um but yeah Mark was um Mark was a fresh Mark just started when we got up to high school man and uh we were coached by Todd in junior high. So we knew Mark really well. And, you know, um, the two brothers, and we knew Mark had a lot of energy. So when Mark started coaching us, man, it was a dream come true. We loved Mark. (laughs) He was the young guy. He was, honestly, he was the AJ back when AJ was still playing.
1: So everybody sit down. This is crew. All right. Who is this crew? Hey, crew. Can you say hi? (laughs) Can you go play (laughs) the
0: little room, buddy, so I can finish?
1: Yeah. All right. How old is crew? Was three, he'll be four. All right, yeah. old older brother, recently promoted. Uh, you know, older brother, right? Yes, sir. <laughs>
0: Doing a good job.
1: But yeah, Mark was our
0: AJ man. Mark was Mark was great. He he really got us fired up. He really he held us accountable. He was able to also kind of like um get on our level. You know, he knew he was a little bit closer to us and our age and our maturity. You know, Mark was. I mean, not to say that he was immature, but he was just younger. Yeah, it was just a fun time man um but yeah but he was serious dude he came out there he was ready he had us working he had us going he um he motivated us he kept us hype he kept the kept the sideline energy up you know I remember Mark was always huge on body language so if you ever look tired or anything Mark was the first one hey let's go get it up get up good boy, let's go I remember the first time I ever got yelled at by Mark somebody um <laughs> I was drinking water in between like a, a drill or something and I took too long and he was man he didn't he wasn't having it and I was like can water but um yeah Mark was <laughs> Mark was fun man so you know having AJ on the squad for the guys now I can imagine how much fun they're having with AJ
1: well you played with AJ in care on the Gators so your teammates uh, with AJ the longest of all your uh senior classmates
0: Oh, yeah. I've known AJ since, well, we I started in AAA, I want to say. Double A AA, or AAA, which was fourth or fifth grade. Um, yeah, and AJ was my first teammate, um, but, um, as far as, like, guys I played with in high school. Um, got to play with Andrew Garcia when we got to eighth grade, but um, yeah, AJ was the first one, and I've known that guy, man, way too long. I'll let you do the math, because I messed it up earlier, <laughs> but yeah, we not be for a long time.
1: AJ, AJ's, like, one of the best pound for pound guys, I, football players I've seen at Rio. You know, a shorter guy in stature, but tough as nails. Would do anything on the field and a great teammate.
0: Absolutely, man. You know, I said earlier I was just blessed with size to get on varsity. AJ should have been right there with me if he had a little bit more size to him. <laughs> it was a beast, dude. There, yeah. I mean, he made linebacker so much easier, man. <laughs> it was he's a, yeah he was a tough as nails. <laughs> never backed down. Never never looked intimidated. Nothing. It didn't, I don't even I couldn't even tell you AJ's size in high school, but it wasn't much bigger than he is now. So you know, he <laughs> The was,
1: juice. The, the juice. We love him. We and love that guy.
0: Been, he was he was the he was the energy on defense for sure.
1: I would say I think it's safe to say real football's in good hands with Coach Carson at the helm and coach a lot of great assistants, but coach Coach AJ Corsini It's kind of that uh brings that like real toughness to him, that sledgehammer type of mentality.
0: Yeah. And Mark can calm down a little bit, man. He's got AJ to pick up that uh <laughs>
1: mark is aging backwards man he looks he looks better every year i don't know I, what's
0: going on with him man when, he's got to give me the code what's going on yeah. <laughs> you
1: got the cheat code going <laughs> i know hey landon before i let you go we got to ask you about uh mr ryan mccullough um you know he's all everything he's going to cal a ton of other offers um you know a lot of comparisons to you uh very very similar uh build uh you know you were great on defense and, and ran the ball's you know very good very well on offense obviously um from what you've seen and from what you've heard about ryan mccullough i mean what what are your thoughts on not only the comparisons but just the total package of player that he is
0: oh i mean just athlete first thing that comes to mind i mean um gotten to watch some highlights haven't watched the full game yet but i mean the highlights say enough i mean he i love the way he's when he sacks a quarterback he punishes him and no he doesn't just get him on the ground he lets him know that he was there uh love the way he runs the ball you know, downhill, he's knocking dudes out, running dudes over, um, you know, it's just, I'm happy to see it, man. I'm glad that, you know, Rio Hondo was on the map. I mean, they have been for a long time and it's a small school, but now you're seeing guys like Brian go, you know, power five schools, going to Cal, that's impressive. So, um, you know, major shout outs to that guy. Keep it up young man, you, you're you doing the school proud and you know, I know you're making your family proud as well. So. Keep it up. Absolutely.
1: Dude. Yeah. What would be what would be your advice to him which Went through a similar situation going from a very small high school? Uh, one of the lower, you know, as far as enrollments to going to a big time university, a division one school. I mean, there's probably you could probably talk to him for an hour or so. But if you had to kind of give him a few tidbits here, what would be your advice for Ryan McCullough for next year? You know, after finishing up uh, his senior year at Real Hondo Prep?
0: yeah you know um to be honest for any kid going to college first thing i would say is keep your standards about yourself remember where you came from you know who you're representing um it's big it's it's going to be a a culture shock it's going to be you know intimidating at first but remember where you're from remember what you're capable of remember what you learned from your family your school um you know keep your keep your standards high keep your pads low you'll be all right no one in there is a better athlete than you i promise you Go in there and work hard and you will be fine, sir.
1: Well said, Mr. Landon Goodwell. You're your your dad now. You got all that that dad wisdom now just spewing (laughs) out of you, man. Hey, Landon, thanks for doing this. Thanks for chatting with me, man, from the class of 05. Hey, and I mean this sincerely, brother, one of my favorite all-time teammates. We had some good times on the field, man.
0: Absolutely, man wish we could do it over again but my bones won't let me so uh we'll keep watching <laughs> these guys <laughs> that's
1: right that's right hey uh go 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 start training the the young men there i'm sure they want to tackle that or play some football so uh <laughs> oh, yeah. g- get get that going
0: <laughs> absolutely man getting them ready getting them right i'm gonna show them some film of ryan and then we'll get it right
1: now we're talking now we're talking thanks landon goodwill appreciate you all man.
0: right thanks matt see you
1: well, a huge thank you to Landon Goodwell taking the time out of his busy schedule, chasing around a couple of kids, and uh, you know enjoying his off day there. And uh, no off days, I guess, when when you're a, when you're a father there. So good seeing Landon. So uh, so much fun playing with him back in the day, and just uh, adulting as well, becoming adults and, and good friends. So one of Rio's best ever football players. Uh, There's a strong argument, you know, Ryan McColl is up there too. So fun kind of comparing those two. And, and I've said it before, no, no other school can really have this kind of talk really. I guess there's been other great players in other schools, but the, the ability to, to really track it all and to, to tie it all together. That's the point of this podcast uh, to tie, not just the alumni into the current players, but future players. I mean, this is uh, this really is about honoring tradition and building the future here on the charge to keep podcasts. So, uh, week two is officially in the books behind us. We will turn the page now and go into week three, a road trip against the Boron Bobcats way up there in Boron, California, 98 miles up the road, uh, north of Victorville or north, let's see, west. Yeah, up that, th- I think it's 395. Going to be a nice little trip for the Cares there on Friday afternoon into the evening, hopefully the ride home. Is uh is an exciting one, a, ha- a happy one, but uh, either way, we'll be back next Sunday for a recap of that game with head coach Mark Carson, uh, a player from that uh, from that game, and then I'm gonna try to bring on another member of the alumni to chat about the current team, maybe about uh, why they follow Real, much like you heard from Landon this week, and of course Zach Stiber last week. So uh, off and running guys, this is so much so exciting, so much fun. Uh, be sure to tune in for the pregame show. Two episodes a week, there's going to be this long-form conversation really with multiple uh, people like you heard today. But on the pregame show, it will air 24 hours prior to kickoff. So kickoff this week is 7 p.m. on Friday. So it will air on Thursday at 7 p.m. Sometimes the audio uh, versions of the podcast come out a little later. I'll try to schedule that maybe a little early so they do come out around uh, 7 o'clock similar to the YouTube, but YouTube should be right on time. And usually it'll be that a 30 minute, 20, 30 minute episode. Most of the time, just with me talking about the upcoming game with the Boron uh, Bobcats this week and, and just previewing the opponent. So 24 hours before the game, usually Thursday nights at seven, right? Uh, If my math serves me correctly, if the game's played on Thursday, it'll be, it'll air Wednesday nights at seven. And then the Sunday episodes here, uh, if I don't mess up audio and anything, they should be out well before noon uh with the uh, the conversations here so thank you to Mark Carson thank you to Nate Curtis and thank you to Landon Goodwill each guy coming on the podcast and sharing their thoughts on real Hondo Prep football uh man can't, I'm ready to do the show for next week I can't wait to drive up to the the high day hey Matt what are you doing on a Friday night well I'm driving 98 miles to uh middle of the desert to watch my high school football team play is that weird I don't think it's weird I think it's a lot of fun so uh can't wait to do that and uh we'll be having more content for you next Sunday. Yeah, recapping that game, but don't miss the Thursday pregame show. Probably just me, but who knows? There may be a special guest uh, from time to time. So you don't want to miss that. Subscribe wherever you can to the Charge to Keep podcast, YouTube, uh, most audio only platforms. And then of course, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all over the place. We try to post videos Friday nights during the games. I try to post little clips here and there, as well as assist Clark Bullinger and Kyle Horton uh, along the sidelines. Mr. David Guerrero, Robert Bray, Chris Kirby uh, all guys who are contributing to the to the broadcast and uh, I am just along for the ride those guys do a great job and I'm so gracious that they uh, include me a little bit as well but they're doing all the hard work I just get to post some fun videos and things anyway that's it guys enjoy the rest of your labor day weekend uh, we will see you next friday in the high desert if you can't join us be sure to tune into the NFHS network I'm not sure at this point if there will be a broadcast or not Clark and Kyle said they may not be able to make it but We'll see what we can do. If nothing else, I'll post updates about the game on the various charge to keep platforms, and there might even be some videos on there. Uh, you know, in in real time. We'll see. We'll see what I can do. It, it might be hot. The phone might be heating up. I don't know. Anyway, guys, uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, it's a long one labor day weekend, of course. And then, uh, the fall is here, man. The fall is here. We're into week three of real handle pro football and other football starting up uh, around the country is very, very exciting. Uh, and here at the charge to keep podcast guys, we are always honoring tradition and building for the future. But as your friendly reminder, guys, this is, uh, a podcast where, uh, we want to remind everybody to be humble in victory and gracious in defeat because we always have a charge to keep.
2: A charge to keep I have, a God to glorify, a
0: never-dying soul to save and fit it for the sky. Arm me with jealous care
2: as in thy sight to live. And O thy servant, Lord, prepare a strict account to give.